0: boys and girls. Welcome to Storytime with avant Books. I'm Cherie Hardy and I'm so thankful that you are listening. Today I will be reading Suki and the Mermaid. This book was written by Robert D. Sansouci and illustrated by Brian Pickney. If you have the book feel free to read along with me but if you don't it's quite okay. Get in a comfortable place, just get relaxed, and listen quietly to Suki and the Mermaid. Storytellers say this happened once upon a time on a little island off the coast of South Carolina. A girl named Suki lived with her mom and stepfather in a cabin with a siding porch and a roof so rickety it let in sunshine and rain depending on the weather. Every morning a day cleaned. Suki would get up to sling a hoe at the weeds in the vegetable garden. If she stopped to fan herself with a wide straw hat, her steppa would shout, Suki, don't you be stock-locking, sky-locking. The girl's mother called her new husband, Mr. Jones, but Suki had her own name for her. the bossy do-nothing man. As her hoe rose and fell, she sang, Mr. Hard Times, since you've come, "'My mom don't like me. My work never done. Mister the hard times. Won't do a lick. Just say work, Pastor. Only whip you with a stick.'" One hot afternoon when the steppa wasn't looking, Silky threw down a hole and took off. She ran through the woods of pine and palmetto and mossy oak, past dunes fringed with broom grass, to the beach of shining white sand, that her secret that was her secret hideaway she sat down pulled off her hat and unwound the white herchief from around her head the sea breeze cooled her burning face while she wiggled her bare feet deep to where the sand was wet and cold she sang a little song she had heard somewhere thee thee down below come to me mama joe Suddenly, a beautiful brown-skinned black-eyed mermaid rose up in the water, hair as green as seaweed hung down to the mermaid's waist. Sunlight sparkled off the gold combs in her hair and the green scales of her fishtail. The girl was mighty frightened, but the mermaid said pleasantly, "'How do, my lady? You look so hot!' there in the sun, come into the water and cool off. Now, Suki had heard folks warn their mermaids caught you and pull you beneath the water. So she said, no, missus, I can't swim. I'll teach you to swim if you wish, the mermaid said. Then she added gently, you have no reason to fear me, my lady. I came because your song called me. But Suki would only wade along the water's edge, while the mermaid dove under the waves and rose and dove again. Each time, she brought Suki something—a curious shell, or red and white coral, or bits of green and blue grass polished like jewels by the sea. When the sun began to set, Suki cried, "Oh, I'm gonna be whipped! For for sure, I gotta." I clean forgot to feed the chickens and draw water from the river. Give this to your folks, said the mermaid, pressing a gold coin into Suki's hand, and they won't scold you, but you must promise not to tell them about me. When you want to see me again, just come here and sing. Thee, thee, down below, come to me, Mama Joe. Then Mama Joe disappeared beneath the waves. Suki hurried home. At first her ma and steppa yelled because she had done not done the chores. But when she gave them the mermaid's coin, they stared in wonder. Where'd you get this? Her ma asked. On the edge of the water, said Suki. Well, said her steppa, go off tomorrow to the water's edge and see can you find some more of these? I will. Suki answered, after they have more time to spend with the mermaid. After this, Suki went to the shore every morning. When the day was clean, the mermaid taught her to swim, and sometimes they dove through the water together. One day the two sat talking beside the waves. Soon I'm gonna leave this island and go over to the main, said Suki. I'll live in a fine place like Beaufort or Charleston. My home is below the sea, away from the world of men, said Mama Joe you could come with me if you want i don't think so said Suki. before she dove under the waves at first dark the mermaid would give Suki one small gold coin this the little girl gave to her folks so her mom could buy meat and rice and flannel but mr jones spent most on malafi whiskey that came by boat from the mainland so things were not much better in the tumble-down cabin. Suki's mom grew more and more curious to know where her daughter found the gold coins. One morning she followed Suki to the shore, hiding in the blue grass on a sand dune. She heard Suki sing, thee thee down below, come to me Mama Joe." The woman watched in amazement as the girl and the mermaid swam to the ocean. And she saw the mermaid give Suki one gold coin at the day's end. That night, while Suki slept, her ma whispered to Mr. Jones about what she'd seen. If I caught that mermaid, her husband said, I'll sell him on the main for a pile of gold. Before day clean, as Suki was sleeping, her ma and steppa carried their canoe down to the shore. There a woman sang. See thee down below, come to me, Mama Joe. When the mermaid rose up in the water, Mr. Jones chased her in the canoe. He flung his net at her, but the angry mermaid dove beneath the water. She did not come up again, though Sookie's mom sang the magic song over and over. At last, husband and wife gave up and went home, each blaming the other for what had happened. They said nothing to Sookie who went to the shore as usual. But Mama Jo did not answer the girl's song, that day or any day. Sookie grieved for her lost friend. Because there was no more gold, Mr. Jones made her hold the garden, clean the house, and haul the water until she took sick. Soon she grew so weak that she could barely get out of bed. But in a dream, the mermaid visited her and said, i'll will come to you once more and take you to live with me beneath the sea if you want this go to the shore and sing V down below take me down mama joe though she was very tired and sickly Suki crept down to the shore while her mama and steppa were away there she sang softly V V down below take me down Mama Joe. To her joy the mermaid rose up. She wrapped strands of her magical hair around Suki so the girl could travel safely beneath the waves. Then they plunged into the ocean. The mermaid carried Suki down, down through the water, to her home in the seawall. Suki found herself in a vast dry cave. All around her mother pearl glowed and filled the place with soft, warm light. Mama Joe said, this is your home now. I will never scold you down here. For a while, Suki was happy. The mermaid taught her to see, taught her sea songs, and gave her strands of pearls and showed her a rusty chest filled with gold and jewels from a sucking pirate ship. In return, Suki would amuse her friend with riddles she had learned. But after some length of time, the girl began to pine for the sound of human voices and the mockingbird's sweet song at Day Clean, for the scent of wild magnolias and jasmine, for the sky of delicious blue dotted with white clouds and gulls. She pleaded with Mama Joe, Don't carry me back home, missus. At first the mermaid said no. Do carry me back home, missus. At first the mermaid said no. But touched my Sookie's tears, she said, very well, if you ask me a riddle, I can't answer, I will take you home. So Sookie thought and thought, finally she said, there's something that walk, is something. there's something that walk all day, and when night comes, she go under the bed and rest. What's that? Mama Joe thought and thought, but she could not solve the r- riddle. That's a shoe, Sookie cried. She had picked the riddle because the mermaid had no feet, and Suki was always barefoot. I will carry you back to land, said Mama Joe with a sigh. But time has passed in the world above while you have been with me. You are a grown woman now. Go to the pirate's chest and take a bag full of coins and jewels. This will be your dowry. When you return, many men will court you, but marry only the man named Dimbo. If you choose another husband, your treasure will disappear. Then the mermaid wrapped her mossy hair around Suki and brought her to the shore. The young woman returned to the rickety cabin where she found her ma and steppa. Suki's ma had grown old, grieving for her lost daughter. She embraced Suki with tears of joy. Mr. Jones had grown meaner until he seemed only dry bones and bitterness. Seeing Suki's treasure, he pretended to welcome her home. He hid his face in his hands as though he was crying too, but he couldn't squeeze one salt tear from his eyes. When the story got around that the young woman had brought a rich dowry, all the young men came courting her. But Suki remembered Mermaid's warning and refused them all, then one day a hard-working fisherman rowed across from the mainland to court her. "'Name is Dimbo,' he said simply. Sookie studied his eyes and saw love and honesty and kindness in them. Though he was not as tall or as handsome as her other suitors, she was happy with the man the mermaid had chosen for her. Sookie's ma and her neighbors planned a fine wedding. Mr. Jones had other plans. "'I'm going to get that gold,' he promised himself. The night before the wedding, while Sookie and her ma were away, the wicked man struck Dimbo dead and stole the treasure." No one saw him do the deed, so he hid the bag under his mattress. When Suki discovered the crime, her grief was beyond measure. She ran to the seashore where she cried, "Be the, thee down below! Come to me, Mama Joe!" The mermaid appeared, and Suki tore her unhappy tail. Then Mama Jo said, "This is the last time I will come to you. My lady, you must now choose forever between my world." and the world of men. Think carefully. Below the sea is a gentle place without time or pain. Up here, hurt and hunger are never far away, and time is always ready to steal what little you have. But Suki said, I must have Dimbo Do bring my sweetheart back to me, and I won't bother you after this. Mama Joe dropped a seed pearl into the young woman's palm. See this on Dimbo's Set this on Dimbo's lips," she said told Suki. Then, with a sad goodbye, "My lady, goodbye, my lady," she vanished beneath the waves. Suki raced back to her cabin where Dimbo rested in a plain pine coffin. While among the other mourners looked on, she put the tiny pearl on Dimbo's closed lips. Right away, life came into him again. Sitting up he pointed to Mr. Jones and cried that's the one who hit me. But the wicked man snatched the treasure bag and fled to the shore pursued by Suki Dimbo and others. Mr. Jones jumped into his canoe and paddled away but as everyone watched a single dark cloud formed above the boat. Lightning flashed and thunder roared. The ocean beneath the cloud began to churn, and high waves swamped the canoe in a moment, the angry waters swallowed the boat and its passengers. Suddenly, the sky cleared and the sea calmed. Though they were sorry to have lost the mermaid's treasure, Suki and Demo were happy to have each other. They comforted Sookie's mom, who said, Mr. Jones wasn't much, but he was all I had in this world. You got us, Mom, said Suki, giving her a hug. We'll all be getting along just by now. The next day, the wedding went ahead as planned. Afterward, Suki took Dembo's hand and led him down to the shore. As they sat on the beach, Suki wiggled her toes deep in the white sand and felt something hidden there. Together, they dug up the lost bag. At that moment, Suki saw the flash of sunlight on green scales and gold combs far out to sea. She blew a kiss across the waves and heard sweet laughter in return. Story storytellers say, I step on the thing and bring the thing bend. And that's the way my story ends. The end. Boys and girls, that is Suki and the Mermaid. It was written by Robert D. San Susi and illustrated by Brian Pickley. Take care, boys and girls. Have a beautiful day.